welcome to our call combo. Before we begin, let me ask you, how many hours on average do you spend on your phone per day? Would you say that you are addicted to your phone? That's what Suze and Esther want to find out about today. Good evening. <laughs> Good evening, Suze. We rarely record in the evening, actually. I think it's our first time. How are you going today, Esther? Uh, yeah, I'm going well. Um, uni has started back again. So I think I'm starting to build up my stamina for being on campus for quite a few more hours nice. than I'm used to and just being around a lot of people face to face again. Um, many people in my cohort, I had only seen them on Zoom for many, many months and it's been really nice to see so many people in person again and I'm looking forward to all the clinical placements that I've got lined up. So it's been a good start to the university year, um, so I hope it continues that way. Mm, yeah, that's great. Lots of exciting things to look forward to. Yeah, that's it. And how about you, Suze? How was your day in clinic? Um, yeah, it was a good day. I got to just see a few of my clients that I haven't seen since before the break and I feel like a lot of my clients are my friends. Um, like we just see each other every few weeks. And so we catch up on each other's lives. And I was updating them on my time in Melbourne. And they were updating me about their Christmas and New Year's break. Um, so yeah, just good chats all around. <laughs> mm, yeah, Christmas and New Year feel such a long time ago now. Even it though does. It was only a few weeks ago, but it almost feels like a lifetime now. It was a very, it, do, it does feel like a long time ago. Yeah, and we both came back from Melbourne at a similar time. And yeah, I just feel like the time in Melbourne was such a long time ago. And I guess that's kind of a good thing. That probably means that I've settled back into Sydney life pretty well and just getting on with the things I'm doing here and being busy, um, which is not too bad of a thing. Hmm, that's good. And I do feel like I have my Melbourne fix, like I'm not craving going back to Melbourne yet or anything. So I guess that's good too. <laughs> yeah. Um, and something we've talked on the pod before is the homesickness that we would feel when we come back from Melbourne. Um, did you feel that this time? I think every time, like it's been getting better every time that I've come back. Um, but obviously I love going back to Melbourne. I love spending time with family, catching up with friends. Um, and so whenever I come back, I always do feel like, oh, I just miss um, all the good conversations and being able to just hang out with people that I'm super comfortable with. Um, so I do feel a little homesick every time I come back. What about you? I think this time coming back to Sydney, I don't feel as homesick as I have in the last few times. And perhaps that is due to the fact that I've formed good friendships here now in Sydney. I think when I was coming back from Melbourne, um, I came back two weeks before my university course began for the year. And I had very clear intentions of how I wanted to spend that time, how I wanted to set myself up for the year ahead, 
things that I wanted to do, books that I wanted to read and people that I wanted to see. So I think because I had set things that I wanted to accomplish when I came back, it didn't really feel like I was coming back to some empty void and I was going to be all alone. So I think that helped as well. Mm, Yeah, that's good. Like having things to look forward to and ways to keep yourself busy, I guess. Mm. Um, And I guess speaking of keeping yourself busy, that's kind of the topic for um, today's pod. Um, Would you like to introduce it, Esther? (laughs) Both of us have been thinking and evaluating how much time we spend on our phones and the things that we're engaging our minds in when we're using our phones. I think both of us have been thinking about this independently, but Mm. I told you that I was going to take a month off Instagram. Yep. So I took the plunge and actually deleted the Instagram app off my phone. And this challenge came about as a um, challenge that I was doing with both of my brothers So my youngest brother said to me, hey, I'm going to challenge you to not use Instagram on your phone. You've got to delete the app. And initially he said two weeks, but then we extended it to a month. And both of my brothers, (laughs) yeah. Um, And both of my brothers deleted other apps from their phones and we've been keeping each other accountable. And yeah, it's been an interesting experience, which... I'll get to talk about a little later in our convo today. But how about you, Suze? What have you been thinking or doing about your experience with your phone? Well, so when you were off your Instagram, you did message me at the start and you're like, hey, I'm getting off Instagram. Would you like to take up the challenge as well? And I was like, no way. I'm not (laughs) deleting Instagram. That's too much. Especially, I think, because... It was just when I was coming back from Melbourne and I didn't know if I had to quarantine and I was like, oh, I don't want to commit to that yet. Um, I'm just going to wait and see. Very non-committal. Um, classic. Um, and so I, I had Instagram as I was coming back. And um, so going back to the whole homesickness thing, I think whenever I come back, part of me is like, oh, I don't want to be homesick. I don't want to like just feel lost. And um, so I think something that I ended up doing was kind of like finding ways to distract myself and for me a lot of that was just on my phone so whether it was Instagram or like YouTube, Facebook um, or even just playing games on my phone Um, like I found myself spending a lot of time on my phone and I think it was a way like a coping mechanism to kind of numb myself Mm. and like not have to be thinking because I guess I was a bit scared of being like alone with my thoughts and then thinking about reminiscing about Melbourne and then getting homesick um so I guess it kind of started off as like a numbing my mind kind of thing um but probably like two two weeks into coming back I found myself getting feeling really bored and like so I'm someone who's like who's always felt like no one has any excuse to be bored. Like if you (laughs) are bored, then something's wrong. Like um, boredom is not the problem, but it's kind of like a symptom of the problem. So um, there's always a root issue behind being bored, whatever it is. Um, And so I found myself just 
like, so normally I never ever say that I'm bored, but like in that week I was like, I just kept feeling so bored. And I was kind of just reflecting and thinking like, all right, what's the problem here? Um, and I've been reading this book. Um, it's called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry um, by John Mark Comer. Comer? I don't know how what to a, say it. What a title. It's a very aggressive right. title. It is. It sounds very full on. And I was kind of like, I don't need this book. I'm not like, <laughs> I don't. yeah, I don't need it. <laughs> In denial again. Um, <laughs> but I started reading it and I was, and it kind of talks about how like we distract ourselves so much um, and like uh, yeah our minds just constantly being distracted and stuff and um, yeah we don't have time to think our own thoughts or like we're constantly listening to music or podcasts or sermons not that there's anything wrong with that but like we end up not having any thoughts of our own and like yeah, either we just take on other people's thoughts or we just take on, like, rubbish stuff that just really um, doesn't add any value to your life. Um, yeah, and I kind of realised that that was what I was doing, um, just feeding my mind lots of useless stuff so that I wouldn't have to be thinking about other things. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's my long story of <laughs> my um, journey with, um my phone and social media over the past few weeks yeah thanks for sharing Suze and from what you've said it doesn't sound like you're alone in terms of your engagement with social media or using your phone as a way to distract yourself Um, I find that whenever I have moments where I'm not talking to someone or I'm not doing something Um, such as waiting at the bus stop at the train station or even if I'm home alone for dinner and I'm sitting and eating the food by myself and I don't have someone to talk to, the natural instinct is to start scrolling on Instagram or Facebook or watch a YouTube video or watch something um, on Netflix or any other streaming service. Like there's just constantly something going on and there's always some sort of noise whether it is helpful or not but I just don't want to feel alone and that I have quote-unquote nothing to do Mm. yeah you're so right it's such an instinct now like yeah whenever even if it's just like I reckon even two seconds of not doing anything or like standing alone somewhere like it's so instinctive to just take out your phone and, and look like you're engaging in something um, rather than kind of just standing there. Um, but yeah, definitely has become a habit for so many people. I think so many of us don't even realize it as well. Like um, that, like that is something that consumes our mind so much. Or I guess what we don't realize is how much we are losing out from our own thoughts and reflections by um, letting ourselves go to our phone whenever we have a spare moment to, um, yeah, of not doing anything. Yeah, that's right. And it reminds me of what addiction looks like. Um, I know it's not a fun word to think about, but when you let yourself be 
controlled by like social use of social media or constant use of your phones that addiction that little rush of dopamine every time someone likes a post or you see people viewing your insta story or even just a nice message from someone that can be very addicting and it's good in small doses as everything is in moderation but over time like you said we lose track of how much control it has over our lives and that's something i noticed with the instagram experiment remember in our my first week of not having instagram on my phone there's just this empty space where the app used to be and it shocked me how many times throughout the first 24 hours i would just swipe over my phone and <laughs> click on that space and be massively disappointed that nothing was there anymore Crazy, yeah. And most of the time, I didn't even notice that I did it. I I would just stand shock at my phone and go, how did I do this again? And I would say this happened probably 20, 30 times throughout the course of a day. Oh, wow. Um, And I was quite disappointed in myself. And I think the shock factor came from the fact that I just didn't realize how many times I would check the app. So some helpful advice that you gave me was to replace the spot, the empty spot where Instagram used to be with a different app. And you had suggested replacing it with the Bible app. And I was like, (laughs) what? That's such a good idea. I had not considered that at all. So I replaced it with the Bible app. And throughout the course of the first week, I probably use the Bible app more than I have probably in my whole life. That's so great. Um, And yeah, it just really showed how much I was addicted to using Instagram. But I think there was also an interesting principle that came out of that, which is when you're trying to change a habit or when you've noticed that there's a problem and you want to do something about it, just taking it out of the equation is sometimes not enough. Sometimes you need to replace it with something good or something that you want more of in your life. Mm. So for me in that this case, it was, oh, I don't like how much I'm using Instagram or how much it's taking up of my time and my mental space. But I do want to read the Bible more. And this was a very physical representation of how I made that slight change in my life. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. Um I, I just finished reading um, Counterfeit Gods by Tim Keller and it talks about how, yeah, we can't just remove stuff but we, from our lives but we really need to replace it with something um, good, something perfect. And um, there's a quote that I, I don't think it was from Keller but maybe he was quoting someone else about how our hearts are idol-making machines. Um, and so, like, yeah. We can't just remove stuff, but we really need to intentionally replace it with something that we feel like, okay, that is what I want to um, set my heart on and um, yeah, give my attention to. So yeah, I think it's yeah, not just about um, removing stuff from our lives, but being intentional then. And also, I guess, thinking about, all right, if I'm going to be removing something, what am I going to be replacing it with? Or even if like... So like this week when I um, tried to stop using my phone as much and yeah, intentionally had spent time 
um, away from my phone, um, I decided I wanted to, um, yeah, just spend more time thinking and reflecting. Um, and so giving myself little topics of stuff that I want to think and reflect on and also just like guarding how I think and reflect on those things. Um, or even spending time like praying as I'm on the bus or yeah, little things where I'm like, I'm not like, oh, there's nothing to do, but making sure that I have something to replace, um, the habit or the idol that I had with my phone. Mm. Um, yeah, I think that's important to think about as well. Yeah. So, Suze, if any of our listeners want to be better at managing their use of their phone or their downtime, what's your top tip for them? Ooh, top tip. Um, I think even just having that intention is a really good start in itself. Like, that's definitely the first step. Um, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of, like, blocking like oh, how should I word it like legalistically blocking things out um I think I think it can be Deleting great <laughs> oh no that's not what I mean like I think it can be great for certain seasons but like in terms of um making it a habit that sticks I feel like it's really a willpower thing so I guess for me what I like to do is kind of just be intentional about it and be like all right um, so I'm gonna um like not block it out um or like do something that doesn't allow me to open open up an app or something like get those timer things but I like to just rely on my willpower I guess um and so it allows for mistakes but at the same time it also kind of is good for like training your brain and your all the habits um and like yeah each time you do it, you kind of have to make the conscious choice to not do it. Um, so I don't know. That's probably not a very helpful tip. <laughs> no, I, I I think that's a sustainable way of looking at it because like you said, and, and I think of this in terms of like dieting, if you're going to crash diet, um, you some people may make sustainable lifestyle changes, but a lot of people don't. Yeah. So even if, say, I delete Instagram for my phone and I decide to go cold turkey for a little while and then I reinstall it, I can very much go back to the same habit. And I, th- I don't think we're going to move into a world where phones are going to become non-existent. Mm. I think it's going to be very much the opposite and social media is always going to become a part of our lives and I think can be a very positive part of our lives most of the time. Um, so I really agree with what you said. And I think to add to that is to ask someone to keep you accountable, especially if you're changing your mindset or changing perhaps the hours that you're using the phone or even like myself, stopping usage of an app for a period of time just to reset. Mm. So having a community around you or even at least one person to keep you accountable and do it alongside you is a really good start. Yes. Good points and well said. Um, yeah, so yeah, Suze, I think that's all we plan to talk about today. Um, I'll catch you in the next call combo. All right, enjoy your week. You too. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode. We hope you had as much fun listening as we did recording. 
We would love to hear your thoughts about this topic, so feel free to send us a message on our Call Convo's Instagram. See you next time!